welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Extra Points Podcast. Cousin Sal here. Spaghetti and meatballs behind the glass. My good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss joining me. Fellas, lots going on in sports. I, I don't I don't know. There's ba- no baseball today, though, right? This is going to be one of the only days in the next 15 that have no baseball. But we'll get through it. We got a lot to talk about. We have Gruden. We have... What uh, happened with that? What? Oh, yeah. Oh, Martin, oh, oh, did anything yeah. happen with that? Yeah, I think he uh, maybe sent a text or an email or two or three or 65,000. All I know is this team, it was 10 days ago they were 3-0, and right? Oh, Am I right. losing my Just mind? About. 10 yeah. days ago, they were on top of the world, 3-0. and um, How psyched is Urban Quite Meyer? Quite frankly, in this league, things change fast. Yeah, <laughs> that is what happened. And Urban Meyer, no one's happier than Urban Meyer, right? Yeah, he's got to be that thing's going easily. He, he should sign a, a six-year extension right now. Um, I don't know what the... Uh, End result there is for the Raiders. Uh, I have a lot of money on them to make the playoffs. Their over-under wins is all of a sudden seven and a half. You could see that on extra How did you not see this end. coming when you were handicapping this at the beginning of the year? Oh, this Raiders thing? Yeah. I, mean, I should have. John Gruden, first coach, resigned. Uh, that ticket cashed immediately, right? I guess so. There was a bunch of stuff in there. Uh, the first coach resigned, mean first coach fired. I think a lot of the books are honoring um, that Gruden is the first to go. So I don't know who had that, but yeah. If you had Urban Meyer first to go, that's a sad, sad situation because he's next. Well, uh, so what do they do? They Jay Gruden. Me. They bring Jay Gruden in. Who replaces him? Seems I don't know like what, good, what's the story. Seems like here. a wise maneuver. Yes, wash off the stink of the past. Start yeah. a bright new future. Right. It's interesting with the you know the Pandora's box is now open. Let's see what happens next. Now I, uh, the debate about. Gruden now moves on to any number of other people. Who was he sending those emails to? What was their response to it and everything else? NFL trying to shut all that down. Everything I hear is that they were out to get him, and eventually someone was going to get him. But it did take 10 years. I don't know. There was a lot of, lot of time in between for uh, him to survive and make a ton of money. Uh, I asked Martin, who would you rather be, Urban Meyer or John Gruden? And he said John Gruden yesterday. Hmm, that's a fascinating question. No, I didn't. <laughs> I was about to say, I absolutely didn't. No, all right, that's right. I need to pay attention more. No, what I did say was, though, if I was John Gruden or Urban Meyer, when I just, I would just, when I get to the, the pinnacle of my cushy job, like yeah. television, I'm not going back. I'm not going back to the grind. I'm not going back to the hard work. I'm not going back. Because why? Because this happens. Yeah. John Gruden was sending all the emails he wanted to when he worked at ESPN. Nobody seemed to care. But now isn't that, that the thing? Like, he's like, oh, I'm, look what I'm getting away with. I'll continue to get away with it. Isn't that always the case with these guys? I'm just saying, if ever I ride off into the sunset right. and I have that moment, I'm taking it. Like, I'm I not mean, doing the Gruden or Chappelle thing. Right, I'm not coming back. We have to back. remember not to give Martin uh, a seven-figure deal next time because they'll just turn and walk well, away. Half a year in, I'm out. That's it. That's it. I, You know, uh, NFL, I mean, football coaches are not – the uh, in, despite the in the context of watching football, we hold them up as the leaders of men and everything else. These are not among the great minds in society. These are people, the ones that are considered geniuses are the ones who quote um, uh, Sun Tzu and, and, and military history. These are the, mm-hmm. the, they do not equal great empaths of people who are progressive minds. And the expectation that they would be is a, is a little strange, but um 
I yeah, think I have I, a question. I, think there, I, I just feel like there's more trouble coming. That's it. Now the no, uh, no, it's all over. It's fine. This is it. Everyone learned their lesson. It's good. <laughs> no one's digging anything. What I want to know is, do you think Michelin is making out on this deal? <laughs> what happens to it? <laughs> like like Corona with the? I mean, he, what did he say? He he theorized it. What did he say? Michelin lips. What was this crazy? That that was a. He actually survived that comment, right? If that was well, it, I think that I don't think that it was that. That was it. I just think it was. That was first, right? So that happened Friday, and it was like yeah. one email. And if it's one email, then you can have your whole your whole weekend of, well, you know, I made a mistake one time, guys. I'm sorry. It was 11 years ago, fellas. And like, not to hey, mention the know. Tony Dungies of the world were defending him, right? Mike Tarico. Yeah, so, so you, you have, have all of that, and then you have the whole NFL weekend for guys to talk about how just how much of a great guy John Gruden is and how much he meant to them and how much yeah. without John Gruden, you know where I'd be. And then on Monday, it's just indefensible because all of those things that you said over the weekend are now irrelevant because you were all basing it off of this one time. Mm -hmm. It also is why you have impartial juries uh, because people who are close to it are obviously biased by these things. People aren't going to speak out. And I think it's fairly telling that a lot of the people not necessarily defending Gruden, but people who know Gruden are saying within the league. I'm not talking about people who had bad experiences with him and now are in the media. I'm talking about the guys that are still in the league. You consistently are hearing, this is a sad state of affairs, and that's all I want to say about it. No, I mean, because everybody knows that no one is clean. Right. With right. The, the exception of one or three people. In so the, what in the does world. this mean for the, the gamblers? I mean, that's all I care about here. No, Fandle.com slash extra points. Like I said, Raiders over under wins is seven and a half. I have them to make the playoffs. If you go over, you have to lay minus 165. If you like them to not make the playoffs, it's minus 230. Sheck, you want to talk about that seventh team in the AFC. First of all, this is now an issue because the AFC isn't as strong as everybody said, right? You're going to get a nine and eight team at that seventh spot. Whereas I, everyone was like, no, 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 top heavy, 11 and five, 12 and five, whatever it is for that, that seven, six, seven team. But no, you're going to get a Denver. You're going to get a Cincinnati. You're going to get a Las Vegas or um, who else? Who else? Well, Tennessee probably it, that that still is true that these are all really good teams, but they're going to cannibalize e each other along the way. Buffalo, um, we knew the probably. schedule going into the year. I yeah, mean, I guess. Knew. Yeah, I guess. But we didn't anticipate that the AFC West would be strong one through four, maybe going in. I think we can say goodbye to the Raiders. Who gets the seven Do we know the AFC West is strong mm -hmm. one through four? Well, the, the Raiders play Denver this week. So it's almost like one of those teams could go away, except right. for the fact that you're looking at a nine and eight. Denver, a three and a half point favorite on FanDuel. I bet. Last week, I've been screaming, Denver to make the playoffs. It's not happened. It's not happened. They're going to free fall here. And, uh, and so I'm stuck with that. And so they will make, they will get the seventh spot. Who do you think is getting it? I'll go with Cincinnati right now. Let's see how they respond <laughs> from, uh, from the gut punch last weekend, a game that they really should have won a few times. But, mm -hmm. you know, they're, it, you see teams galvanized by the fact that they their takeaway is see we can play with anybody look we had we should have won that game we should have beaten Aaron Rodgers and the Packers do they then turn that into a positive and roll with that or are they looking at we really should have lost to the Vikings you know obviously if uh -huh. Mason Crosby makes a kick earlier in the game we're not in that one um they're they're the x factor now I'll tell you right behind them though Sal 
Steelers well, beat Geno Smith. They go into the bye at three and three. It's not crazy. It's Everybody not crazy. Everybody threw dirt on seven and, and the rest of them. I it's believe not you always leave it hanging out there, but this is the first official week you're saying the Steelers are not making the playoffs. I mean, if you're taking spaghetti, am I doing the math right? If he says Cincinnati's making it, I feel like we've run out of room for your Steelers. You, do you think Cleveland and Baltimore are not making it? There's a new rule that's coming in. They're allowing the Steelers as an eighth team. So don't oh, wow. <laughs> I know. They, that's, that, that's the one thing you can rely upon is that the league is always trying to favor the Steelers. That's, that, that much is clear. All right. Well, the league might not be, but let's – I'm going to ask you guys about Fandle. They have odds on who is most likely – well, I'll ask you who's more likely to make the playoffs out of these three teams, the Steelers, the Seahawks, or the Colts. Now, I get it. The Seahawks are not in the same conference. But just out of those three, odds-wise, Martin Weiss. Man, if the Colts only played one half of the game on Monday night, mm-hmm. I would want to say the Colts. But I'm I'm still going to say the Colts. Okay. I'm still going to say the Colts. I mean, Check. listen, what, what, what are they? Are they have three games left combined between the Jags and uh, Texans. Am I right about that? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, that's three victories there. So that uh, gives them a nice head start in the, in the playoff chase. I, you know, I get all the, the songs being sung about Lamar Jackson and, and everything. And, and people are beating up Frank Reich for not being aggressive. And I'm all for 21st century Brandon Staley, go for it under every uh, circumstance. That made sense. So we're reacting to the fact that a kick got blocked by the great Calais Campbell. Mm-hmm. That's that's the the key moment in the game. And by the way, Lamar Jackson, I guess you could say the same thing about Patrick Mahomes, threw, throws some bad picks here and there and, and high end quarterbacks. His liability specifically is that he drops the ball. I mean, he, he was within a whisker right. of fumbling the game away again, second fumble, second time he would have fumbled uh, a game away in in five weeks there. So, um, uh, actually, Fandle just put odds on uh, plus 750 that Dave will ever answer this question. No, I, I, I got, wait, yeah. I can, I can, uh, should I can we, go take no. Oh, you're saying Minus no? One. Okay. I'm going to take the Steelers out of that, out of that trio. The, the Seahawks are done. Not that they're going to make it. Who is uh, scoring the Fandle? Who has the best of those three? You're the saying Pittsburgh the Steelers. Steelers, sure. I thought it might be the Colts, but I didn't think it would be this. I mean, this is a, a monster difference. Steelers plus 360. They're not the most favored. In fact, they're the least favored out of them. Seahawks plus 330. Colts plus 162. Colts plus 162 to make the playoffs. That's a one and four team, right? Right now? Mm-hmm. They're one and four, but all, I mean, Tennessee I has to games. slip a little bit. And then if they beat them head to head and they win the South at like nine and eight, they already beat uh, Tennessee, already beat them, right? They have one more against Tennessee. They got a bunch against a couple against those junk teams. They definitely looked good. Top to bottom, they looked the best out of those three teams. I just think, didn't think they were doubly as um, uh, right there. Uh, that, that's weird, plus one. Well, because I think the way I figured, none of those teams are going to be the wild card. Mm-hmm. So which team of those has the best shot to win the division? Pittsburgh's not going to win the division. Right. Seattle's not going to win the division. Indianapolis is the only one that has a shot. I guess fair, yeah. but uh, uh, look two, at the one, teams. Four. Look at the teams on the plus side of the win losses right now, and who is? I, I will continue. I, I know that there is legitimately uh, the the catch fire factor, and the Ravens are starting to believe, and that that matters to you know the locker room and everything, but. I can't get over the fact that that feels like a fraudulent four and one more than anyone else out there. Do you agree with Which that? Which one? The, the Ravens. The Ravens. I mean, the Ravens should have lost to the Chiefs, who are not t- 
to this point, a great team, but they mm-hmm. still should have lost to the Chiefs there. They should have lost. They did lose if the officials merely get the call yeah. right in Detroit. That's a loss. And, you know, Calais Campbell makes a dynamite play, and so you can't really say, well, yeah, as long as one of your stars doesn't make a play in yeah. a big spot. But they still could have lost to the to the right. Colts, who are not a great team either. I just don't buy this, well, uh, this they, Ravens but, team But they'd be a, it'd be a fraudulent two and three team too, right? You, you, if they were two and three, you'd be like, well, they're better than that. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I, I just really, really don't I mean, you're like a this Ravens team. quarterback guy, and Lamar Jackson has more yards than 18 other teams. He, is he has more yards. spectacular. He is, I mean, yes. Th- he that is. was lost in that game. We wanted to make fun of Rodrigo Blankenship and all that crap, but uh, my God. Yeah. Was he good? Speaking of Rodrigo Blankenship, moment of silence for all the extra points except for the people talking on Extra Points Network. Yes, because, thank you. Lord have mercy. Just the amount of missed kicks this weekend mm-hmm. wasn't good branding for us. Well, I, I've said this before, and I, I think the more we're moving to it, because when Lamar Jackson lines up for a two-point conversion, I'm like, oh, they have 15 plays that could work here. you know. And as we move towards more of a, a running quarterback system, we're going to have more than that. You know, when the big bends go away, sorry, Shaq, it's going to happen. You're going to have more running quarterbacks. You're going to have more opportunities to go. I think extra points become a thing of the past. I've said this like stolen bases. Like you're not going to see the Ricky Henderson years. I've said this before. I just think if three coaches and the Steelers used to do it and they didn't even follow the format that I did with a big running quarterback, but they used to go for two mm-hmm. a lot after a touchdown, like three or four years ago. And then they just kind of stopped. And, uh, but I think if like two or three coaches start this up, that'll, that'll get the carousel going and you'll never see extra points. Well, in the copycat league, yeah. If Brandon yeah. Staley takes the chargers to the Super Bowl playing mm-hmm. foot to the gas at all times mm-hmm. and making even Andy Reid or whoever else look conservative, then yeah, people will start to copy that. It's interesting to me too. We talk all the time about QBs, obviously. Kickers are getting a lot of attention, and head coaches, we swoon over the aggressive nature of those guys. What's the most important thing at this point, or what's the greatest disparity in determining outcome of games? Quality of quarterback? I always talk about QB saturation. One through 20, is there that big a difference? I know that there are some guys that we can identify as as stinkers and limiting their team, but one through 20, is there a bigger difference from the best QB versus the 20th versus the impact that Justin Tucker versus the 20th kicker has on the outcome of games? And head coaches at this point, I'll hold up Coach Tomlin, who you know still does the stuff about like, I'm going to put it on the defense. I'm going to trust the defense and kick it away there when Brandon Staley would have already gone for it by then. Yeah, I'm not saying field goals. You're always going to see long field goal attempts and everything. The coaches look at that differently. But I just think extra points specifically. You got the, you know referees who are dying to throw flags on fade routes and everything. Then yeah. you can get to the one-yard line. Just I don't know. It just seems like five years from now, we're going to be like, oh, my God, they're bringing their kicker out for the extra point. We're going to see weird scores. We're going to see weird gambling results that there aren't key numbers like three and seven and four anymore because of this um, situation. But um, I don't know. I'd say, I think to your, po- to your point about quarterbacks and kickers, I think you have like the top five stand on their own, but I think five through 20 are about, you can, t- you can take them or leave them. Like if you, they're interchangeable pretty much more or less. So I think that's like to that point, but also like I just, there's nothing more frustrating then when you bet on a team and that team, like, the extra point especially now, because you can kick field goals that are shorter than an extra point actually is. Sure. And that it's worth more points. So it just doesn't make any logical sense, and it really infuriates me. And I sound like somebody that bet on the Bengals last week, and I did. And I should have won that bet like 80,000 times because Mason Crosby's terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, at least as far as your point, Sal, 
uh, to me, it's felt obvious now for half a decade at least, is um, that if you have the ball, if you're down, you score a touchdown, Mm -hmm. down seven points, and now you're a point down and there's 30 seconds left or whatever in the game in regulation, the the standard of like on to overtime is crazy to me, especially if you have a QB you like. What's more likely? You have one play – for that guy to make two and a half yards. Sure. Or let's flip the coin. But if we lose the coin flip, then our defense better stop them and they better not get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But if they only get a field goal or less, then we have a chance to drive the field. But then our kicker better make that kick um, to make sure that we win the game. I mean, it's. Th- but those two- odds for going for the two are the same throughout the game. I know the scenario you just pointed out. I hear out. you, like, but yeah. at minimum, let's start sure. there that it's crazy to force the overtime unless your quarterback is a liability. You should try to win the game there. You're, you have much more sure. uh, likelihood of pulling the game out on a single play than you do all the math of like lose the coin flip and that, you know, all that stuff. That's that to me fundamentally is a weird math. I just think one coach has to step up and and do it. And that coach is John Gruden. No, I don't know. It goes back to, it goes back to you talking about football guys and not being geniuses. Right. Right. Oh yeah. That's the only reason we have jobs now because we could do, we could call out coaches for shitty, shitty moves. Uh, Not not that we could throw a ball. I mean, the fact that we make fun of quarterbacks is um, laughable. What do you think of the Raiders though? Now going forward, over under a seven and a half. No, because that this, this is can, a huge things game. like this can galvanize them. If right. what if he's not popular in that locker room? I I, right. I know for a fact that he's popular with at least a with at least some guys in that locker room. Mm-hmm. But maybe you know this is uh, addition by subtraction. But he's the play caller. Practically, this hurts the team. It's not like he's some overseer of things. He's not the foreman of the team like some head coaches are. He actually is playing calling plays in there. So this has to be Yeah, and I guess it's about the new coach too, right? Bisaccia. I'm not sure um where they are with him and the players are, but it's a decent team. It still yeah. is a decent team. <laughs> you got a good quarterback and they have you know receivers that catch the ball. I don't know like rugs kind of disappeared, but I thought that would continue like stretching the field and everything, make big plays on defense. This is a big game against Denver. Um, According to uh, TJ Hushmanzada, all of the people who are now in place now, like Rich Passaccia and Greg yep. Olson will likely be calling the plays, all of those guys are long, long-standing Gruden whole. Like, they've always been mm-hmm. Gruden's guys. So, you know, a head coach will probably bring his guys with him. Those are his guys he brought with him to, uh, to Las Vegas. Well, so. that's what I'm getting at. I'm not absolving anybody of anything, uh, John Gruden. I'm just saying, if those are his guys – that they they have no they they knew nothing about any of this stuff before. That's right. what I'm talking about the slippery slope. But now that now that the now that it's opened up, mm-hmm. I don't know you know how well, anybody feel sit, sits comfortably. No, no. If you're in communication, well, the with deal that guy. the deal is it's easy to say you didn't know what happened 11 years ago, but you're in a, then you're like also like by proxy saying that there's been nothing since over those 11 years, or over the time that you knew him, or at least worked for him for the last what three or four years he's been Raiders coach, yeah. that there was nothing that it would have ever given you the impl- the idea that these emails ever existed, right? That's, right. The, that's the implication. Maybe he's a little that. more careful, but, yeah, there's no, uh, there's no hiding it totally. All right, let's go to the Thursday night football game. Let's pick the winner and buy l- we. I mean, you two, because I have to do it on Fox. Are well, right, there's good Martin? news, though. If yeah. you stick around and watch Sal on Thursday night, you'll yeah. be given a sure winner here. I picked 10 in a row, right? I'm going for 11. Now – I can't make it too much of a secret. I picked straight up, and Tampa's minus seven, 52 and a half is the over-under. They're a three-to-one favorite, so I'm probably going to take Tampa Bay. But I won't make it official. 
Let's go to you guys. I'm a little worried about this. A lot of Eagles. A lot, a lot of Eagles support coming in the last couple of days, Martin. I think you yeah, like them too. There has been. And I, I do like the Eagles, and I've been, just been trying so hard to find a number that makes sense. But I, in, the, in the spirit of Harry, the, <laughs> the Eagles are 6-2 six, uh, six and two against the spread in their last eight games in week six. So therefore, uh, <laughs> then they're six and zero oh against those. the spread in their last six Thursday games. Guys, you know what week okay. it is? It's and, week six. And in true Harry fashion, for the trifecta sure. of, of, of irrelevant gambling stats, Do it. the Bucks are zero four and one against the spread in their last five games facing NFC East teams. Nice. Therefore, the Philadelphia Eagles will cover Thursday night. We try to figure out Tampa's numbers. On, thir- on Thursday night. I can't or find prime it time? anywhere. Was I it prime time find or Thursday? It it's definitely 0 and 2 this year against the spread. I read a stat somewhere time. that had Tom Brady at least 0 and 7 against the spread in primetime games in his last se- his last seven. I mean, of course I'm going to take the Buccaneers. I already told you I'm not going to go against Brady. I'm sure I will at some point, but that is not th- on this day. I'm not going against him against a fraudulent Eagles team that maybe uh, played a little bit better in a weird rally in Charlotte last Sunday. I don't buy the Eagles as, as legit. I do like Javon Hargrave, a guy who's rising up and, and pretty consistently dominating. But overall, I don't love him at the line of scrimmage. Mm. Uh, the Eagles um, in, in uh, on either side in the matchup against these Buccaneers. I get it, though. I mean, I don't know that anyone's um, led their anal- analysis in, for this game with Javon Hargrave. Well, I mean, what's 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 getting in the way of the Buccaneers' offense is what is uh, is the point. And, um, I, you know. I so think- that's the thing. It's a, two, it's a high-powered offense. We saw the Eagles, what they did against a high-powered offense. They stayed with the Chiefs for a little bit, but then they, it was one of the miraculous games that the Chiefs ended up covering. Dallas high power offense blew them up, right? The Carolina team, we don't know what we want to this, uh, how we want to tag them just yet. Um, that was the big upset last week, but there's also the factor of three game, three days rest, and does Tampa get up for this game? They somehow got up for that Miami game. I don't know. I have to, I have to think about it. I'm picking up with so many storylines. This is what Tom Brady does. This is what the Patriots do in most regular seasons too during the Tom Brady reign is in a week of so many things to react to, great games all over the place, college and pro and everything else, they just put 45 on a on a halfway decent Dolphins team and you barely even noticed it amidst all the other headlines out there. They're they're going to be there in the end. The Bucks are going to are going to pace these Eagles, I suspect. All right. So you guys are going head to head with this. And you could do it on FanDuel.com slash extra points. Yeah, do it. Thursday night football action. FanDuel Sportsbook's about to make it even bigger, giving new customers 30 to 1 odds on either team to win. Imagine that, Martin. You just figure out who to win. You don't have to worry about any of this line of scrimmage stuff. 30 to 1. If you like the Bucks, who are a 3 to 1 favorite, you can get 150 bucks on a $5 bet. Yes, the same game parlays. You go money line, spread, touchdown score, or whatever you want to do on the number one rated sportsbook app in America. It's easy to use. There's fast payments. Wow. When you win, you get paid in as little as 24 hours. That's why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Just sign up with promo code extra points this week before Tampa Bay takes on Philadelphia. You can win $150, $5 bet. Remember, extra points is the promo code exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And if you have a gambling problem, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, Tennessee Red Lines, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. Sheck, you had a big um, fantasy loss this week. Uh, also savvy. You're the savviest fantasy player in the land. I and am. And you lost to Randy. Thank goodness for Urban Meyer and uh, John Gruden, or else Coach Damashek would really be, you know, getting a lot Our of Our friend Randy beat you. I don't yeah. think he's made the playoffs in a dozen years, and he sleeps through most of the games, mm-hmm. as you know. Yeah. And he beat you because he says you made a last-minute uh, switch in your lineup. I did, and um, because I'm vain and I'm mm-hmm. a man of dishonor, of course I have to blame somebody, and that person is Jen Piacenti. Oh, wow. I it's texted her, and I said, I said to her, listen, I want to know, and I texted Michael Fabiano as well. Uh-oh. And I said, Zach now Moss. name-dropping. Or Jonathan okay. Taylor, and it was they were on the fence about it, and I went with Zach Moss. And <laughs> they I'm were not on the gonna, fence about it, and you're blaming them. That's right. I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I just what did I just tell you. I'm okay. a man of dishonor. You think I'm going to own oh, this? No. Okay. It's All on right. them. They they were kind of like, ooh, wow, mm-hmm. that's tough. Yeah. I thought I thought Zach Moss against the the bum Chiefs. If you would have shown me the final score of the game, mm-hmm. I would have said, well, obviously I'm I'm going to win now. Zach Moss, that point total mm-hmm. in Arrowhead, they must grind them up real good on the ground. Right. Well, Jonathan Taylor there. I mean, he's going to score two touchdowns with two offensive linemen down with a position of strength on the Colts is the offensive line and their best offensive lineman and another is out in Baltimore. Oh, it made sense to me. So I, I, so I, I made me, the wrong decision. And, mm. and you know, now let the me ask cool you, Shaq, do suffer. you prefer losing like with Jonathan Taylor scoring a touchdown with 10 minutes left in the first quarter from 76 yards out, knowing that already he's had a great fantasy day? Like losing early like that, or do you want to be in it until the end? Because well, let, let me let me give you an example. Of being in it until the end. I mean, I know you don't care about this these other leagues, but I'm in a high stakes league with Scott Van Pelt. I kicked his ass a couple weeks ago. A lot of World Series of Poker winners um, who do like fifteen hundred dollars side bets on players. Uh, uh, one, let us head, in. Head, What's head, that mean? Crazy. High stakes. I was about What's to say, that mean? How high are the stakes? Two hundred fifty k. Oh, way more than that. No, 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 not that much. No, not that much. No, high, higher than anyone, anything we, we deal with here. But it's a lot. And um, I had, I think you should be able to take out all kinds of insurances on football betting and, and, and fantasy play. Now, a missed extra point would cost you a lot at this point because everyone's missing extra points if you wanted fan, uh, insurance. But Hollywood Brown. I was up by 26 and a half points. Oh, my goodness. And I was up by nine points going into the overtime, or, se- or seven and a half, and he scored nine. What a disaster. So I, I hate Rodrigo Blanket. I just can't stand When are we going to get FanDuel Disgusting. to start supporting our fantasy league and yeah. you can start putting that they start issuing numbers on our matchups and That's that people can jump in? They should do it. Now, Martin told me he hates fantasy and because of a lot of, a lot of the well, reasons. Well, because you end up losing – Actual games because of people like Rodrigo Blankenship and their and their faulty hips or knees or whatever had right. him sitting. So you don't want kickers. You would go with no. I'm, I'm Look, good with no kickers in fantasy, but that it still caused the overtime. That's what Rodrigo Blankenship didn't screw me because I had him on my roster. He screwed me because he couldn't kick the ball to what 15 yards and it went through to also, overtime. The other thing about fantasy, not to go on a whole rant, yeah, but I don't 
appreciate how every team has to have this many receivers and this many running backs. When you literally look at the NFL, mm -hmm. no team is putting two running backs on the field at the same time. You have some that rotate running backs, and you have some that don't even have running backs at all, like Kansas City, right? <laughs> like, it's like they don't even run the ball at all. Why do I need to try to find these two running like, Let's flex those things out. So everything's a flex position except quarterback, you're saying? I would have, like, I'd have quarterback, I'd have wide receiver, running back. I mean, you should have one starting, and then the rest be flex. Do Let me tell you, you something. Do whatever makes you feel Spoiler happy. alert. The cool stone, cats man. will be there in fantasy terms when, when the uh, games matter. That's, what the, that's the way it goes. The cats are always in the mix in, in the end, so get ready for that. In real football terms, Dealing with two I will, lunatics here. Someone wants no position limits, and then uh, we're talking about the cool cats here. You're one in 14. You're goddamn right we're talking about the cool catch. You brought him up. Now, let me tell you this. In real football terms, mm -hmm. what I've said many times before, and I'll say it again to you now, we really need. The kickers are too good. Our extra, I, I, in a week after too they good. all missed all these kicks, they remain too good. And what would be best is, and would support your going for two stuff, is you have to play five snaps um, of football that aren't you kicking the ball. It's very strange what? the way the way we vend out in the most critical moments of football games where where giant human beings, superhuman athletes are running into each other on purpose and all of a sudden you vend out the most important mo moment to a guy who has no no import whatsoever, a 5 foot 4 guy to come and swing his leg and the variation between Justin Tucker and Rodrigo Blankenship is it's crazy and unsatisfying to me. It would be much better if you had to, if we went back to the days of head-on kick it. Oh, it's a 39-yard field goal with our fat head-on kicker. That's suspenseful. This idea of running guys out there to make 50 What's the five snap? I don't even understand that. I'm saying you have to, you know, Pat Summerall days. I'm talking Paul Hornig days. Paul Hornig's got to go out there. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, Golden Boy. Uh, go kick it. some field goals. Head it. on for You're it. Saying that By the way, by band Sidewinders, too. How about it? Like Ndamukong Sue. Every time, every, every That's time right. Jason Hansen had, had a something or whatever, Ndamukong Sue will go out and kick the extra point. You'll I, love it. You want actual football players to kick oh, extra points. That's what I'm talking about. What do you mean you that see? That's what I'm good. saying. Okay. I agree with you when that tickets are, kickers are too good at their jobs overarching. I thought we were it, talking fantasy. If you want to say kickers get too many points, I, I wasn't sure. They do get too many points. I stupidly thought you stayed on point here with the fantasy talk. I'm sorry. So you're say, just saying kickers in, in general. Kickers in general yeah. are too good, too impactful when right. they were building the sport. I know people, the forward pass wasn't involved. Mm -hmm. But in the modern era, it was still we we in our in the span of our lives, Sal. Mm -hmm. Kicking was was not as dependable as it is now, and it's unsatisfying the way games come down, the way right. coaches lean on the kicker to to uh, to win games or lose them. I, I really do. I find I find it more satisfying when it rides on the arm of your quarterback than it does on the toe of some right. rando guy in goofy goggles. I don't think Dominican Sue lining up for a thirty-eight yard field goal is gonna gonna push the, I don't know, was that going to He won't. Football? That's the point. You won't put him on the field. You'll go for it. That's your well, point. Like, Rodrigo Blankenship, first, I know we got to move on, but he's only kicked, he's only missed eight field goals in his professional career. Right. We just spent this whole last 10 minutes calling him a bum. Yeah. Well, he's a bum for me. He, he ruined my undefeated season there. I mean, I what a play he, I by said, I said yesterday, he's blind. He's got an excuse. He's legally blind. But these other guys, I don't know. They should not be missing. What a play, though, by Calais Campbell. What a, what a, what yeah. a, I mean, a huge play that sure. perhaps we look back on in January and say, man, this team wouldn't even be here if, uh, 
if uh, Big 93 doesn't break through that line on that Monday night game. It's a fun game. They're the most exciting team right now in football, the Ravens, for better or worse. All right, let's switch to baseball. No games today, but there's a game five between the Giants and Dodgers, and then the Red Sox-Astros series starts up. And I don't know. The Braves are boring to me, but they're going to play the winner of the Giants-Dodgers. This Red Sox-Astros has left most fans with two terrible teams to root for. Not terrible in that they're, they're not good, um, but just you don't want – what do you do? I, I'm, I now have Yankee fan friends who are rooting for the Red Sox. It's bizarre to me. That's how hated I am. Spaghetti, you're shaking your head yes. I couldn't agree more. So, I mean, me and you have been watching a lot of these playoff games yeah. inside in the office, and you see how hot and uh, angry I get watching this Astros team, this cheating team. Mm-hmm. The Sox just didn't have – they don't have hateable players currently. <laughs> and honestly, like, yeah, it sucks to see them play uh, still in the Yankees, eliminating the Yankees. But the Astros, like, not only do they cheat with the, the recent stuff with the garbage can, the buzzer, they were cheating before that. They were fine. They're awful. They have, like, the worst players that, like, mm-hmm. make you just ball up your fist and want to punch the TV. So I, I hope they lose. It's, it's a disaster completely oh, for Yankee man. fans. See, I'm the other way. I'm not a Yankee fan. I need help from you guys. And I think I need actually professional therapy after this. But you could tell me if I, I need to go down that route. Um, I don't want the Red Sox or Yankees playing any October ball. I, I can't wait till it's over. I can't wait until they're eliminated. Our friends uh, Hench and Simmons, if Hench uh, sells like a big uh, TV show, God bless him. I'm happy. Simmons sells his... Uh, his company, the what is the one the, the that gets the game show host canceled? I don't whatever it is. If he sells it for three hundred million dollars, I'm fine with that. That's great, but I don't want their Red Sox team because of who they are. I can't have them advance. It eats away at me. Mm. I think I need to go to a therapist for this. Well, first of all, personally, I'm happy because my old man uh, loves the Red Sox more than he loves anything right. else. So good for him. Um, and I'm a astute, as you know, when it comes to sports. And mm-hmm. so I like October baseball played outside, not in Tampa Bay's weirdo dome thing that they play in. That being said, I'm ready for my Jerry Orbach, Sal. When you're, you were wrong, and now it's time for you to say you're wrong about this playoff structure. It wouldn't have happened if we didn't have this dumb thing with wild card. Nine games back, and they still they beat the they it's beat fine. the Rays in a short series. That sucks. That's sad, unsatisfying to anybody who followed the the whole baseball season. Well, to it's get not to this one game. Place. How many games do you need? Does that need to be? Best of 15? What do you want, Rays, Red Sox? Zero. Uh, that's right. my solution. <laughs> that's zero. That shouldn't happen. Why A team nine back gets to play in the, gets to play the Rays and beat them in a short right. series? But that then sucks. you get the other side, Giants-Dodgers, well, which fun. really should go on forever. I mean, I theorize that it should be like a tennis tiebreaker where just just keep playing the series until one of them goes up, too. And that's how we, uh, hmm. we solve that's it. That's fun. Um, but I think it's a bulletproof World Series for MLB if the Dodgers make it. Right, because you have Dodgers, Red Sox, lots of storylines, or Dodgers, Astros, the cheating scandal. Red Sox, one uh, Astros minus one fifty six. Red Sox take back plus one thirty two for the series. Which way are you going, Martin? Uh, I would lean on the Red Sox, but I want the Astros to win. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really bet baseball because it's a losing proposition for me, as as most gambling is. But right. it, I win much less in baseball than anything else. But I want the Astros to win just because, like. 
the anger that it elicits out of people is is fascinating right. to me. Okay, I would like um, every batter on both teams to get hit by every pitch, and except every third batter hits it up the middle and uh, bonks the pitcher in the head. I, I don't know. I, I can't root for this. Who are you going with? Yeah, this must summon some weird alternate universe stuff for you, although satisfying oh. because you beat the Astros and the Red Sox in 86. Years ago, sure. Yeah, they, they made a whole documentary about it. If right. you forgot about it, it just came out like a month ago. I'll watch. Jeez, I don't man. know. Um, but yes, the Astros are, are obviously a loathsome bunch, and I think the Dodgers fans out there rooting for this to be the World Series are playing a high-stakes emotional game with themselves here. You really want to play the Astros? Because what if they beat you again in the World Series? In the meantime, I'm going to take the Astros. I'm not doing it based on who I'm rooting for. I'm telling you who I think is going to win it, the mm-hmm. Astros, because the Red Sox, how long can you survive without pitching? I mean, Chris right. Sale is going to be your savior? Not so far. Well, That's yeah. their one guy. It's more of these relievers who are playing out of their minds, really. Um, and they relied on two walk-offs to, to end that series, but I don't know how they're, any of them are stepping up uh, the way they did. They didn't do this in the regular season. Spaghetti, what do you think of this series? You got to pick one. This is uh, this is really bad for me to pick. Yeah. I, I mean, I love people voicing support for the Red Sox because they're Yankees it's, fans. It's not it's very a weird. Uh, it's a, there's a lot. There's a lot of it. I, I, unfortunately, I just don't. I don't see. I don't see how this pesky Astros team lose this series. I mean, obviously, a big deal is the health of the Red Sox lineup. Mm-hmm. its if it's all healthy, I think the Red Sox lineup, top to bottom, could be better. But the pitching is a real problem, and the Astros will get after the bad pitching. So I think the Astros are going to win. Well, I mean, we can analyze till we're blue in the face, but the fact remains our friend Daniel has a lot of money on the Red Sox to advance. So Astros win. I don't know. Can I ask Eddie a question yeah. real quick? Yeah, I think so. What was the look of disgust on your face after your reasoning of why you're rooting for the Astros is the worst reason I've ever heard oh my in, God. in the history of sports talk? Whoa. They're a <laughs> cheating team that had no consequence. You can't root for a garbage team. It's a garbage organization. They garbage had, and pal. There's a slap yeah. on the garbage pal team. And they only got a slap on the wrist. And those, those players, like, they, they didn't pay the consequences. It's bad for the game. Baseball's already suffering enough. You don't need a team like the Astros. Because people are going to go, uh, they're going to be irate. It's terrible. Well, as long as you see them get vanquished in a big spot, that's good. But if they get to the World Series, I thought the, the talk about funny percentages. Like I say, those Dodgers fans are all like, "We need the Astros." First of all, survive the Giants, and then another right. series. But you, you're really man. You're really setting yourself up to, for heartbreak and uh, and. Uh, at least now you can look back and say, we would have won that World Series. You get the Astros again and they beat you, then what? I'm, Dusty I, Baker, no less. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, Dusty Baker, I like Dusty Baker too. Dusty Baker just can't get over the hump. He's got an amazing playoff with five teams. Like, you manage like the Reds and the Nationals, teams that don't make it to the playoffs anymore. Like, I just, you're, you're going to the playoffs. I don't know. Maybe Dusty it's Baker. because I'm a little removed from it, but this does, doesn't feel like the same Astros. Like, one team cheated. This team is not oh actively cheating. Oh, my goodness. How, how could you? That's ridiculous. I'm just saying. What well, is the players. same? It's many of the same people. I mean, I feel <laughs> you, but it's like if they were repeating, you would, I, I never. Red Sox are cheaters, too. I can't stand either of these teams. Uh, well, all right, I, did gonna, base, I mean, all sports are just played on the up and up, I suppose. Uh, now, game five, Giants-Dodgers. Dodgers shouldn't be there, according to Sheck, but it's a pick em. Minus 110 for the Giants. I'm going with the Giants. Going against a 20-game winner, Nureus. This righty for the Giants. His last appearance came on Saturday, Webb, against the Dodgers. Threw seven two-thirds scoreless. Gave up five hits. The Giants have been favored on the money line in 17 of Webb's starts, and they went 15-2 and two in those games. 
Giants won a close one. That's going to be a fun one Thursday night. I know I said pick of the day, but this is actually for tomorrow. Shaq, do you have a pick of the day? It could be hockey, baseball. We'll talk pucks in a second. Well, by the way, I'm going to take the Dodgers in that one. I feel like Walker Bueller surviving on three days rest was the leverage game. That was the one the Giants had to have. They didn't get it. I think that uh, Urias showing up in big spots last year serves them well in this big spot again. Mm -hmm. Um, My pick of the day is I'm going to go with, I said it, we did a little special if you missed it. It still holds up, I think. We're just a couple of games into the NHL season. Go back and listen or watch on YouTube. Uh, we got the Against All Odds boys together yeah, with spaghetti and meatballs. We did a four, a tight 42, giving all our best bets for the NHL season. You can also track it down on minus three. Um, and uh, my pick is, and this will be terribly unsatisfying to ESPN and TNT, uh, for a Stanley Cup final, Edmonton and Toronto. I'm going to say make that parlay. Um, bet them both on the money line. Pays off at plus 134. I think they both win. I think they're both incented as opposed to other teams that understand, well, it's October. We don't have to hit high gear until January or February. I think these two teams are going to play uh, Are they going to be freaked purpose. out by fans? Are they home? I didn't even see if they're home today. Where are they? Edmonton is... Edmonton's at home, and Toronto... Toronto's at home. Yeah. Oh, they're playing Montreal. Montreal. I I think that these two teams have had enough of the noise, another offseason... No, they haven't had any noise. There were no fans. True. Right. (laughs) I think both of these teams are at... The roster is ripe. They've heard enough of the outside noise. I think they're going to play with great purpose throughout the regular season and postseason. I think they meet for the Stanley Cup. I think it'll be great for hockey fans, not Uh great for their network partners necessarily, two Canadian teams. I think it all starts, like I say, parlay them on the money line, both plus 134. All right. There you go. Yep. Hockey started yesterday. Uh, Your pens beat the lightning. We we watched in the Oh, did you see that? We watched that. Oh, my God. Spaghetti and meatballs. That was a look at that. That's a tad. Well, I think it just shows what we've all been saying. They don't need Sid the Kid, right? They don't need him. They're better without him. Not even that they don't need him. They're just better without him. We've said this how many times? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can see it either way. I can, <laughs> I, I, you know, I could see a case being made. Either. Listen, Mike Sullivan, when you take his stars away from him, he knows how to tighten it up real good like any of these other Barry Trotz bums. I made a few. A uh, mystery to it. How dare you? I made a few. Um, preseason bets here on hockey mcdavid wins the hard trophy i know it's not good payout two to one that's gonna happen not too bad though uh playoff parlay arizona no maple leafs yes tampa bay yes florida yes columbus no minus 166 i got hmm. the uh authorization from spaghetti and meatballs those I, all check out individually that's for sure. islanders win the east but i also bet the bruins to win the stanley cup no one talked about the bruins uh yesterday 14 to one Always, always could get too far, uh, far with that. But my big one was Seattle cracking to not make the playoffs. I get it. What Vegas did, crazy, made it to the Stanley Cup first year. But minus 102, I listened to you guys talk about it, and I am well on my way. I don't know if whoever booked this bet wants to buy out of it, but they lost in Las Vegas yesterday, and they are going to go winless the whole season. That's my prediction. <laughs> I'm with you. I, no. that's, that's one of my bets is yeah. cracking. People are excited about them for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. the uniforms. At the top of the list. Oh my God! What about those meatballs? Is a is a uniform guy. Those he said he's got are... a box. So he just moved out here. The last thing that needs to arrive is his box of uniforms and uh, or jerseys rather. 
and uh, it's on its way. I think. Oh, this week. sweet Jesus! Those things were dropped from the heavens. But the <laughs> the team itself, I, I I don't really. I you can make a case in year one. What they're going to do is, like I say, they're going to play real tight and um, and you know win games two one and. Maybe that'll work out in in a division that isn't terribly deep. But yeah, I, I, I like them to miss the playoffs this season. Um, and uh, the Bruins, little long in the tooth at the on that top line. Taylor Hall has to factor mm-hmm. bigger than he, he he had his stretches there once he got to the B's. But he's got to be um, their big X factor. I don't love him in goal this year, Spaghetti. Um, I don't love the blue line this year. I think they get in. I think the big X factor of the of the Wales Conference, nay, the Eastern Conference, is the Flyers. If they're good, I, I I'm not going to yeah, be surprised. Some, some uh, disagreement about that on the on the podcast. Yeah. I, I I just think people react to the COVID thing. I don't know why, but it did impact different sports teams differently. I don't know mm-hmm. why, like Penn State didn't react well to it in college football last year. Right. So people slept on them and they're, they they got better. This I think the Flyers are one of those teams as well. I I, I think they're all right. Well, I'll say Not this. Not great, but okay. We, we don't have a hockey contest yet in our arcade. Our arcade is getting full yet. We may have to put a sign up. We might Spaghetti wants a side bet with me. He thinks his blue shirts are going to finish ahead he does? of the Penguins. This do year. it now. Now's the time to do, do it. Do it, Spaghetti. Go ahead. What are you going to put on the line? $8,000. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll do that. You would wow. bet, you would bet wow. me $8,000 right now? Look, but you understand, I'm gonna have to. You have to pay it though. We recorded. Uh, I'll pull back the curtain. We recorded our our hockey preview with uh, the minus three and AO collab episode. And after it was over, me and me all talk, and we're like, we. He's like, I didn't want to get into it with Dave. But he's like, I don't really buy in the Penguins. Like, so wow. we're, we're in locks up there. I think the Penguins are on the decline. The Rangers, like I said pre-show, <laughs> third youngest team in the NHL with only one rookie. They're on the incline. I like the Rangers a lot this year. You got a guy demanding a trade though. Uh, but he look at best. He was gonna start the season as a third line right winger I think with the the situation that goalie has been resolved I think that there's no Putin interfering with Artemi Panarin I think Mika Zibanejad is not dealing with COVID <laughs> his uh, recurring point is so, about the Putin factor but it, it, he missed two weeks of the season and then and you had you had your your top line center mi- uh, missing uh, time and also being like 30 pounds underweight from his uh, long haul COVID so I think those are all squared away the team is a little more sandpaper mm. lineup I like the range this year right, I will don't, bet you don't, don't bet 8,000 I know how much you make spaghetti don't bet 8,000 <laughs> don't do it I mean, it's seventy-three percent of your income. Don't bet. Don't do it. Uh, can, can we figure something else out that's more fun than eight thousand um, dollars? But still hurts. All right. Well, listen. All right. We I don't think a, it's for me and Spaghetti Friday. to determine. I think it's for you guys to determine. Maybe we'll do that. We have a podcast Friday. We'll come back between now and then, Martin. We'll give it some thought, but yeah. not eight thousand dollars. It can't be a tattoo because then Spaghetti can't get buried in a Jewish cemetery. That's so right. we can't do that. It's always been his mission. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll figure something out. Hey, how about a steak dinner at minimum? That's the, that's, that's a good $8,000 steak. Let's do it. We could find one. I think we can. Um, extra points.com slash arcade. We got all these games check. We have, we don't have hockey just yet. We have a college game where Tyler Krennic got 12 out of 15. Good job by you. He takes home a prize. NFL prop quiz. Dan Hughes got eight out of 10. Nice. Joshua Gagnon. We have a Gagnon. That's not Harry. Had 12 right in the NFL pool. Uh, and um, MLB prop quiz, Toby Mergler. Now, this happened. Who's that? <laughs> He's a co-founder. He's sitting right here. Uh, the Extra Points podcast got six right. Toby, how many were in that? Do we want to say? No, we don't want to say. Okay. So, Toby, um, Toby was the only one. He got six right. 
and he gets a hat. No, I don't know how it works. Uh, but anyway, there you go. Extrapoints.com slash arcade. Lots of games to play this week. We have a prop culture for October. We have a Curb Your Enthusiasm questions, succession questions, movies, box office questions, candy stocks. I'm going to ask you guys. One of the questions here in the prop culture October edition contest here is, Shaq, you can answer, or Martin, which movie will have the highest grossing opening weekend domestic box office this month? Bond, Dune, The Last Duel, Venom, or Halloween Kills? Go ahead, Martin. I I got to meditate for a second (laughs) on that. That's a tough one. My first thought was, was the Bond movie. Yeah, that's the answer. I've seen the Dune commercial a whole bunch of times this week. That doesn't count. You didn't pay for it. However. It's not going to put money in. Venom is going to have the eyes. Venom had a big one, right? I'm going to go with Dune, but I'm I'm also basing that on... The, the big asterisk on that one is people will play off of the rating it gets. If it gets uh-huh. if it gets terrible reviews in advance, then because that that community that sci fi community is very precious, and if they uh-huh. hear it disrespected the source material, then people won't turn out. If it gets positive reviews, pe- people will flood the theaters for it. All right, here's one more. How many late night hosts, Kimmel? Colbert, Fallon, Noah, Corden, Myers will wear an orange tie on their October 28th episode, which leads up to uh, Halloween. The over-under is one and a half. I could mm. get it. I can get intel on this. I can I'm cheat about on to this say, one. I feel like you have inside information here. At least on one of them. Try well, I know it's not Jimmy Kimmel. He's wearing a costume. In fact... Uh, I think that he is the trailblazer among late night hosts of costuming up. It has now become do standard. Do people do it? I thought we were the only ones that did. He claims he know. hates they, Halloween. He's like, I hate it. I hate him. Like, you're the only one that makes everyone dress up as uh, cereal box characters here. Like, what, what's going on? I, I also think that he influenced, I mean, like the Today Show. And I mean, now if you. I think they it's did. Standard the daytime now. stuff. They, Maybe they did. Yeah, but they so, did. Yeah. Either way, all right. You want to take that out of that feather out of Kimmel's uh, cap? That's your that's your yeah. business. But either way, it's standard now. You have to dress up for Halloween if you're on a TV so you'll show. Go under. I feel like so. I'm going to go under unless the costume itself calls for an orange tie. That's, that's right. why I'm going over. Interesting. All right. Well, there's a costume lot. Costume itself may call for an orange tie. Two out of six. That's the, uh, that's the loophole there. Two out of six. Uh, all right. So anyway, you could do uh, all of these. We have sports. We have college football. Pro football. Um, there you go. Extra points, prop culture, October edition. It's all on extrapoints.com slash arcade. Free to play. Lots of big prizes. And there we go. Sheck, minus three. Hench and Mina Kimes, right? Mina Kimes coming up tomorrow. Really looking forward to that in advance of Gino v. Big Ben. The battle on the mm. banks of the three rivers. Guess what? Here's a, You want a big prediction? A hot take? There's a very good chance that Russell Wilson is the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, tomorrow? Uh, on no, 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 no. Oh, okay. in, in next year. Next okay. year. Not, gotcha. not, not like, because he has a bad finger at minimum. So I it see. wouldn't be any time that soon. I see. Uh, I have a, we thought about this, and I lost sleep over it, why they didn't flex this terrible game out, the Seattle-Pittsburgh game, this Pittsburgh team that you went on record today saying is not going to make the playoffs. Um, I think they know it's Big Ben's last game. <laughs> on, on, on national I think, TV, I think I'm you. I around. think you're being sincere. I am because had they lost to the Broncos, there would be all sorts of noise. No, but you're, how many primetime games do they have left this year? I'm saying 
Pittsburgh? Do they, yeah. Do they have two more on, on Sunday night? Well, they definitely play the Chargers on Sunday night football. I oh, bet that one. I mean, if the Steelers track in the wrong direction, they'll flex out of that, although people right. are really into Justin Herbert and company. Um, I think they're like, as long as he's upright, as long as he's healthy, we could build a storyline around this, and, and let's not count on him being uh, – I'm not being a, a – I think you're right. I think yeah. there's, a, I think there's okay. some merit to that. But now – you know, listen, it's for me, it's the journey, Sal. It's the mm. journey. I don't think the Steelers win the Super Bowl this year, but the journey, let's kick it down the road because if you beat Seattle, it's two more weeks right. of optimism for people. If they're three and three, you get two full weeks to get jazzed up for the Browns, and then who knows? Because on the other side of the Browns, there could be a couple wins sitting there for you. Right, but this is the journey um, with Steve Perry's third replacement. At this point, this is the journey you're talking about. You I stink. Think. Look, who, look who's <laughs> puffing his chest out because uh, yeah, because his Cowboys are yeah. good for once. I listen. That's fine. I'm, I look. I'm, I'm happy. Oh, for we you. can't lose to Belichick. That'll be an action. I mean, if the Red Sox keep winning and the Cowboys lose to Belichick, well, you, you talk about hating week. your own teams. What do you think about Hench's cynicism about uh, that the number is not big enough? In fact, I haven't checked it in the last. Uh, I thought it would hours. go up too. I thought that is it was still low. just four I'm, for I'm, the Cowboys up in Foxborough. Always light. On, I'm always heavy on the Cowboys number because I thought they built in a half point. But um, what is it, Martin? You see it? It is right now. Cowboys three and a half down. It's actually down. Listen, because Hench is going to get up to five and a half. To me, how often does Belichick ever lose by more than a score? Yeah, but four is not. No, four one, is not. But if four. it goes up as he predicted, I, then it does seven. get a little scary. Yeah. Three and a half. I know he's been great and uh, and as a road underdog, a home underdog. I know Belichick has. So what, what are you going to predict here? Go on record. I don't know. I'll give it to you Friday. I can't average. wait. I'll do it now. I can't wait to bet on the New England Patriots. Really? I can't wait. I couldn't wait last week, and I can't wait this week. <laughs> Why wow. is everybody so – that? that's the weird Not remark. everybody. Not everybody. The I was the only person about on the Houston Dallas. Plus 9 last week. Thank you. Only person in America. But people who are paid to talk into a hot microphone are mm. saying uh, – like their one observation about this team that has been – Pretty tough to to knock to this point. Their big thing is like, yeah, we've seen this before with the Cowboys. Is that really the takeaway of the twenty twenty one Dallas Cowboys? No way. You haven't seen this defense. Maybe the I agree. I'm, co- I'm I'm all in on no, these wait, Cowboys. Gallops, I am not like, all in on the Cowboys. I haven't been all in on the Cowboys. I'm still not. Martin Patriots fifteen and four against the spread since Belichick took over in two thousand as a home underdog. Jeez, that's a good number. Not for me, it isn't. Sorry. Lemon Pepper Parlay, you and TJ Hushmanzada. Are in big disagreement about this pick. But I really? will say this, Scout. If me yeah. and TJ agree, we've only gotten three wrong all year, I believe, mm-hmm. that we both agreed on. Really? I'm going to go right? back and get our exact record. Okay. But if we both agree on the pick, it's only been three that we've get gotten Get Hoosh wrong and you. Put your heads it's together and see if you agree on the seventh seed in the AFC. I'd yes. be interested to hear that. And see all if right. Hoosh will bet uh, Spaghetti $8,000 on the Rangers over. Um, I guarantee you Hoosh is not betting $8,000. <laughs> okay. He does bet a lot. He bets, but he but he bets with his friends. He's got a to fun be thing a, to be a former NFL wide receiver, pro bowler, professional athlete, now in the media space. Mm-hmm. He is not spending his money on much of anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'd say this: of the five weeks we've done the podcast, he's, it seems as if he's worn the same shirt five times. Wow. 
What's he saving up for? Uh, you, you tell me. Yeah, right. he's all, he, he once spent $200. That's probably because he learned a bad lesson spending big. Oh, he spent, spent $200 towel. on a terrible towel once, and he doomed his Cincinnati Bengals in doing so. Spaghetti, uh, you and Jen Piacenti tomorrow, you're breaking in. What is that, 5 Eastern? Uh, two Pacific, five Eastern. All yes, right. we have. I said five uh, Eastern. We have yeah. a guest, uh, Howard Bender, on. Um, so it's going to be a, a you know listener questions. Uh, I believe that Jen has a challenge for Howard. It's going to be a really fun show. Yeah. Wait, tomorrow now? This is now a Thursday shift. Oh, it's today. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I thought today was Tuesday. Sorry. Yes, it is today. Uh, yeah, so by the time you listen to it, it'll be long over. Don't uh, take any it, questions from Sheck. He doesn't deserve it after this. <laughs> after the show he put on earlier today. Against all odds, uh, we have the Thursday night game. We have props. We have first touchdown. Listen to that, and then we'll hit you back Friday with get you ready for the weekend, and that'll do it. Reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. <laughs> <laughs>